Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sips and Tips, the podcast where we will take you step-by-step through mixing up a fancy cocktail, and then we're going to sit down and tackle a problem sent in to us by one of our listeners. Each week, we try to theme a drink based on the problem we are tackling. We stress try. Sometimes we pick a drink because it sounds good or because someone has sent one in for us to make. That's right. That's what this was, right? That's what this is this week. So for those of you who've been here before, welcome back. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're glad you're here. And my name is Kitch. And I'm Andrea. And this week, we are mixing up a Crown Royal Manhattan Nightcap. And I believe this was sent in This was sent in by Erica, right? Erica sent this. All right, so Erica. I'm if, blaming you, Erica, if I don't like this one. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is basically, I had to go buy some stuff that I've never heard of before. Um, so the Crown Royal Manhattan Nightcap is... Uh, Two ounces of Crown Royal Deluxe, one ounce of tiramisu liqueur or coffee liqueur, and we're just using coffee liqueur, uh, a quarter ounce of sweet vermouth, which I've never had reason to purchase before, so <laughs> we're going to try not, it out. Uh, martini drinkers. And we're using Martini Rosso red sweet vermouth, uh, five ounces, or sorry, five, five ounces. ounces. Wow. <laughs> That's going to pack a punch. That's a drink. (laughs) 0.5 ounces Amaro. Amaro. I say it's Amaro. Amaro. Uh, So for that, we're actually using the Campari Amaro, which is uh, when I had to Google because I had no idea what Amaro was (laughs) or Amaro was. I thought it was like a liqueur. I think I'm thinking of... um, There's another one that has an elephant on the front of it that's similar. Yes, I know the one you mean. But it's not Amaro. Nope. Uh, this is, yeah, Campari Milano uh, Amaro, and it is a, uh, a, a bitter uh, Italian bitter liqueur, if I remember correctly. Mm. And uh, a couple of dashes of chocolate bitters, which for those, we use the Angostura Cocoa Bitters. And if you want, uh, you can use brandied cherries, cherries for... Oh my God, I cannot speak... <laughs> Brand, brand, brandied <laughs> cherries for garnish. It's like that is a tongue twister, though. <laughs> <clears throat> so, <clears throat> all right. So, I guess scroll so I can see my instructions. Oh yeah, this here. A, and it's not as complicated as last week's. We Thank didn't have God. to do any prep. That was horrible. But it's still got some stuff. Okay, mm. so I need to combine my ingredients in a mixing glass with some ice. Yeah. So. I'll so start again, off with the Crown Royal. So I'll do four ounces. Yeah, we're going to double this. So we have two drinks. So it's uh, four ounces of Crown Royal Deluxe and <clears throat> one ounce, or sorry, four ounces of Crown Royal Deluxe, two ounces of coffee liqueur. And I like Crown Royal. I just don't know about the uh, sweet vermouth and Amaro or Amaro or whatever it is. Well, I think vermouth doesn't really have any flavor, isn't it? Because it's usually mixed in with. Gin in that in, and in, or in a vodka martini. in a martini, right? Yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, I've never never had occasion I've to try it. I've never had so. vermouth. Well, not on its own. I I don't know. I'm sure I've had like a martini cocktail that's had vermouth in it, but not I said Joe. You don't drink martinis. I don't drink martinis. Okay, so we're almost out of Crown Royal. Almost. Yep. Know. That was. Okay, uh, coffee liqueur. That was a birthday Two bottle. Ounces. Yeah. That was given for my birthday. So, two ounces coffee liqueur, and we're just using plain old Kahlua because we have it and it's yummy. 
Always have Kahlua on. Yeah, always, always. And then a uh, half ounce of sweet vermouth. Um, 0.5. Okay, if so you're the vermouth making is, two. Okay, so the vermouth is 0.25. Yeah, we'll so we'll just a uh, half ounce. It's a big bottle for just a half an ounce. Of- I know. And I was surprised, like I said earlier, I was surprised at how inexpensive it is because it was like 17 bucks for a very large bottle of sweet vermouth. Oh. Does it smell? It's different. Yeah, it's very different. Mm, I'm not sure. For those of you like, out there who oh, do drink vermouth. It's colored. I thought it was clear. No, this the sweet vermouth is red and ah. the... Uh, Dry vermouth or whatever. Oh, so then we do have the drink to make that Negroni. Then we can use this. We could, yeah. That's exactly what you need for Negroni. Try that. Okay, and then the Campari is one ounce. Yeah, so one ounce of Amaro or Amaro. And I meant to look up some history on this drink, but I would say based on its name, the Crown Mm. Royal Manhattan Nightcap. It's just a twist on them, Manhattan. (laughs) Brought to you by your friends at. Crown Royal. <laughs> so, one ounce of this. It's a little bit pink. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting concoction, that's for sure. Okay. Now, add some ice and stir it. We're using... I bought... For those of you who go to uh, HomeSense or... Marshalls, I would imagine, would have it too. I bought a tool there the other day. It's called Gentleman's Hardware. And it's a bar tool that looks like a Swiss Army knife and has everything you will ever need in your bar. It's a uh, stir stick, a muddler. I need my taco bitters. um, A jackknife, a strainer. What else is on this thing? It's got a zester. Um, Everything under the sun. It's very cool. And it was actually really cheap so I think it was like $11 I'm just realizing now that this drink has all alcohol except for the bitters <laughs> those couple of dashes that, those, I don't yeah. think I'm going to be able to drink this why not <clears throat> it looks good it smells good from here really? yep. it looked in the picture it looks like it has two different colors but this isn't what that's going to look like Oh, I saw what the, I know the picture right? you're talking about. I think that's a different drink. Oh. I think but that. They had the chocolate sprinkles on top and everything. I think with that one, you covered it with the heavy cream. I didn't. That's this recipe, so. Mm, interesting. Where the heavy cream came from. All right. So we're straining this into a chilled coupe. And for those of you who remember one of the past episodes, the coupe is yeah. a uh, form of a margarita glass. This, more of this, this does not look like something you're going to enjoy at all, does <laughs> right? it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? I don't want hardly any of this. Oh, my God. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be one of those, I'm going to make a face and <laughs> that'll be it. No. Yes. So, you're going to throw a cherry in there? Oh. I need a lot more than one cherry. So, they recommended... Uh, Brandied cherries for garnish. We don't. Uh, you see don't in the have picture? It had that nice. Couldn't little... find a uh, brandied cherry, so we're using plain old candied maraschino cherries. <clears throat> I 
Yes, we should take a picture of those. All right. So, <clears throat> this I would, I kind of, my take on this drink would be that it was kind of uh, on the dessert side of things. Uh, I get the impression it's going to be a little sweet. It's... You don't think it'll be sweet? I do not think this is going to be sweet. It I think this is going to be... Sweet. Unbelievably potent. Oh, yeah, it's like Buckley's. <laughs> This will cure what ails you. Oh my Thanks, god! Thanks, Erica. Oh my god! Where did you come up with this one? Ugh, that is not good at all. <laughs> I'm scared. You have to. <laughs> I did it. You have to do it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what, what the I, heck. I don't know. That's bad. Got to be something missing from this. There's no way Erica drinks this. I can tell you that right now. Not a chance. It's gross. It's very bitter. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. If you, if anyone ever asks you, if you're out somewhere and anyone ever says, hey, can I make you a Crown Royal Manhattan nightcap? Oh, wow. You say not a chance because it is disgusting and it gets on your teeth. (laughs) It's like. It's very bitter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was wrong. No, I. I, I don't even know what I could add to that to be able to drink the booze. Nothing. There's nothing you add to that. That's one of those things that if it comes down to it, at the very end of the night and you still want to drink and there's nothing in the house but this, you stop <laughs> drinking. So, oh, I wouldn't That do one it. would make me yeah. ill very quickly. So, not, not high on our uh, list of favorite drinks, that's for sure. The Crown Royal Manhattan Nightcap. Uh, yeah, I would give it about a, a two I, out of ten. I get a zero minus two. I can't. I took like the tiniest little sip of that. Yeah, it's gross. And now it's we have these two bottles of booze. Bitter. Well, we can use. We'll Campari use it in something, I'm sure. But vermouth and other things. But all right. Well, that was the. Uh, you think I could add that to like cold coffee and Bailey's? Not a chance. No, no, no that would be gross. Uh, <laughs> I like where your I like where your head is, but no, because I know you don't want to waste it. But that's gross. That's drain cleaner. That's what that is. Well, maybe so, it will clean up the drain. Yeah. Be useful. All right. Well, we're going know. to uh, pour these down the sink and find something else to sip on while we tackle this week's problem, and uh, maybe a couple of cards from the Our Moments oh, yes. Couples edition. Yeah. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, we've recovered from that god awful drink, <laughs> and I had the only smallest of sips, but now I have a very yummy premixed Costco margarita. Yeah, much better. I've changed over to the D's nuts <laughs> peanut butter whiskey, and it's actually very tasty. I would highly recommend it. Uh, and it's the kind of whiskey that you can just put over ice and sip all by itself. You don't have to mix it with anything. So <laughs> well, that's good. You can drink it that to, way. Yeah. I don't have to mix it with That's another one I can take about a tiny little sip. That's about it. It's very smooth. It is smooth. It's not bad. 
This week we've got a problem sent in to us by Natalie. And it's a bit of a long one, so we're going to split it up and uh, we're each going to read a little bit here. Um, and uh, Natalie says, long story short, which is funny because this is not short. <laughs> Long story short, after a long time of incredibly disappointing dating experiences, I finally met a guy who is super nice, giving, caring, adoring, and will do anything to make me happy. He doesn't play games, is serious about the relationship, etc. For all of this and more, I fell for him immediately. We got along very well from the start. We share many of the same values and views in life, etc. We've had some fights. Like any person, he has his personality peculiarities, and so do I. We're human. And this doesn't worry me. So one thing that began to worry me for some time is that he doesn't seem to have a life aside from me. He used to be married to a woman who was also introverted, so both were very happy to live together without having any friends. Apparently, they truly never hang out with anyone else. Since his divorce, he started to talk to people and has become friendly and even friends in kind of a question mark with a couple of people from his job, but they don't meet outside of work. I have to say that he is very busy with his work, um, but it seems things have always been like that for him, even before he had such crazy working hours. Apparently, he used to do some sports, um, but he doesn't anymore because he says he's too busy. His entire life and worldview seems to be shaped from reading stuff online, not interacting with people in real life. I have taken him to meet my friends, but when I do, I always worry because he seems very uncomfortable and not easy to talk to, so I worry he's not having a good time, and I have to always be around to manage the situation. Although I see he is making efforts to change that, as he doesn't want me to feel uncomfortable introducing him to friends. With me, he has been very chatty and funny, um, and relaxed from the start pretty much, but I guess with other people, it's taking him some time. Right now, this doesn't affect our relationship much because I'm at a hermit stage of my life when I'm finishing studies and I rarely go out anymore. 80% or more of my time I spend with him when we are together since we met, uh, we spend most of our time doing work. Sometimes we watch or watch something or go out for a meal. However, the normal me is pretty sociable. Taking part in sports activities, often hosting dinners for friends, meeting people for a drink and dinner. Uh, and in recent years, I've limited my circle to only to people I truly value and enjoy spending time with. And even so, I easily could have two to three friend dates every single week. And I can't wait to get back to it after I'm done with my degree. His lack of life outside work and me is starting to be slightly off-putting as I'm starting to feel it is a bit tiring to be someone's everything, quote-unquote. We are both quite sensitive and get upset about things easily, and anything I say during an argument, he interprets as me trying to break up. And I see he is horrified of this thought. I have to reassure him quite a lot. And lately, he keeps repeating all the time how much he loves me. And I think his very strong attachment is likely because he doesn't have anyone else and is used to having one person be everything for him. And this is putting pressure on me and beginning to make me feel uncomfortable. We're in our late 20s. And I worry what our life would be like when the honeymoon period ends. And I get back to my old routine and the dynamic changes dramatically. I honestly think if we had met in a different stage of our lives, one when I am not a hermit, the relationship would not have lasted as long as it has. So <clears throat> to make it clear, I'm, I am a relationship kind of person and I can adjust and compromise for the right person to make it work. This isn't a big problem for me. I've always been happy with this comp comfort of a relation with the comfort of a relationship i don't mind spending five out of seven evenings at home watching movies with my partner 
But it still boils down to the fact that I feel a bit overwhelmed to be his everything, and I'm not sure if it's something that goes away. I try to encourage him to do more things when I'm not around, but it seems he really doesn't feel the need to meet anyone or go anywhere. He just seems very sad every time I go to my own apartment. I know we're fully formed adults, and I have no illusion he will change at this age. On the other hand, I really don't want to throw away the best thing that has happened to me for the last few years just because the person is more introverted than me. I also get that a lot of his devotion and loyalty to me stem exactly from all the things I mentioned above that bother me. Do you have to choose one or the other? Have you been in a similar situation? How did you overcome such differences? And am I being an ungrateful brat for meeting someone great and looking for problems? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. You're not. Um, So there's a couple of things that I see right off the bat with uh, Natalie and her partner. Um, First and foremost, if if he is uh, a permanent hermit and you are a temporary hermit because of your studies, um, I don't know that that's ever going to change. He is most likely going to be uncomfortable in almost any social situation unless you can find something that you can both do that you're both interested in that gets you out of the house and around other people. Maybe you're both into going to the gym and you can go out and and get into the gym for you know, a couple of nights a week and perhaps meet some people that way. Um, maybe you can, you know, you have a friend that has interests like his that you can start to bring around a little more often. Um, I can't imagine he's ever going to change, uh, definitely not change on his own. It's going to be something that will will stick with you for the duration of the relationship, I think. Yeah, um, what I, I mean, he seems to be on the very introverted side of introvert, I would say. Um, I can relate. I'm pretty introverted, um, not to the extent that I won't go do things, but I would suggest that if you do want to have social situations where he will go with you, that you find a small group of people, um, maybe one or two, another couple would be probably best yes that he can get comfortable with and get to know and that it's not just random chit chat with strangers all the time and you will find that an introvert will become much more comfortable when they can get to know people better and and just have that ability to have deeper conversations with people and not be bombarded with um Tons of people all the time. Sometimes an introvert will be extroverted briefly, but they just need to recharge. So he may be able to go out with you once or once a week, maybe once a month, and then he just needs time to recharge. And if you guys understand that, then you can probably work it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it depends on how introverted. It can work um, if you both understand each other and if you our understanding of him and his understanding of you. So your needs 
need to be, you know, have people outside of work or have people outside of your relationship and do things and that kind of thing. And if he understands that and is fine with it, that can work. And if you understand that he may not, and he's perfectly fine with not interacting with other people. Extroverts cannot usually understand mm-hmm. that an introvert is perfectly fine being home alone. And in fact, it's what's necessary for their mental health. And extroverts can't understand that they think that the introverted person cannot be well. Right. Because they want to be alone five days out of the week or six days out of the week. And it's, it is very mentally draining for an introvert to be thrust into a social setting. It is. It's, it takes a lot of... It, it does. Out, out of an introvert. It does I've take a lot. Firsthand. Especially, you know, if it is an overwhelming situation with a lot of people. If you can get, like I said, a small group of, you know, certain people that you will hang out with a little more often, have game nights, have things like that, most likely he might be more receptive to that um, as opposed to, you know, constantly out in a loud, noisy restaurant or bar or things like that. They're not going to want to be into those situations a lot. Um, for, for sure. Now, is that is that a situation where you could, if they're friends of hers, could she prep them, maybe give them a heads up and say, hey, um, we'd like to get together this weekend. But just so you guys know, we're, we'll call him John just for the sake of, of naming him. Mm-hmm. John is an introvert. He's shy. These are the things that he's interested in. This is the kind of stuff he'll probably talk about and maybe open up a little bit about. Be aware that if he does withdraw or he is quiet, it's not because he doesn't like you or it's not because he doesn't want to be there. It's because he's just uncomfortable in, in some of these social situations and she says he spends a lot of time reading online that's very normal for an introvert it is but reading and things like that what kind of stuff is he reading and could she use that yeah as an interest as a as a way to draw him out like if he's on there reading about i don't know world war ii maybe you know she has a friend that's particularly interested in world war ii and they can find a common ground and and a way to pull him out of his shell just a little bit. You don't want to yank him out of it. Like you won't be able to. So So you, that's a perfect, like if, if, if all introverts in relationships with another extrovert, and it's a, this is a common scenario because two introverts being together, I don't know how well that actually works. Mm -hmm. And obviously he divorced the other introvert because I think it does, become you get stuck because an 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 introvert does want human connection yes it's just that it's the need for a deeper connection rather than random constant bombardment of just noise really is what a lot of the chit chat and all the the stuff that people talk about and do it just doesn't mean anything so it's it's like it's like you and i you're super extroverted and i'm (laughs) i'm a hermit and withdraw into my little my little cave and if it wasn't for you taking me places i don't know you just never go anywhere i would never go anywhere i i would be stuck in the house all day long no it would be a dream for an introvert to have their significant other Tell people before they go to something, you say, okay, I'm going to bring you to this gathering, whatever. You say, okay, I'm fine. I'm going to go. Like a wedding or something like that. Right. And just letting everybody know this is who this person is. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because what happens with most introverts is everybody thinks that they are a bitch or an asshole. Yeah. Um, and they're horrible people. And they think that because you're sort of standing in the corner petting the cat, that you're just a miserable SOB. Yeah. And that's not the case. Um, and so if, if you can stand up for your significant other who has struggles in those, like they will be a million times more willing to go into those situations with you mm-hmm. than if you walk into a party, leave them to their own devices, and they are just usually anxiety-stricken. Um, they're going to stand there, and they're going to try to find any way they can to get out. Yeah. And it's I know that it's um, not always easy to, to pull that off before you introduce somebody no. to, to a group of people, but... When you have the opportunity, take it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just give them the heads up. And that way those people aren't making snap judgments. And I'm sure that there's, you know, in any social setting with a couple of groups of couples or a couple of couples, yeah, there's got to be a topic of conversation that even the most introverted of people will have a, a base knowledge or an opinion or... Or an interest in. Well, and you'll find introverts have a ton of interests. They're they're very thoughtful um, because that's all they do is they sit in their own heads and they think. And uh, I will also tell you that an introvert at the end of a gathering will sit there and probably think about everything they said for the next 10 years at that gathering. And how they said everything wrong or they should have said this or they could have done that and they beat themselves up over it. So if you can make it the most as comfortable as you possibly can for those for that introvert they will be more willing and and let them have a small group like have a small group of people that you can get to know well mm-hmm. if you can find people that you both really like that is your most ideal situation and then if you have other friends outside of it you go out to your dinners or to the bar with a friend a couple nights a week or whatever you're gonna do i mean i have other activities that i do um outside of life and work and that's just my outlet because mm-hmm. i found something that i'm really um passionate, passionate about. about yeah and i was able to do that but um you know it's and i actually i quite enjoy going out to gatherings like i would say i'm probably an extroverted introvert kind of in some ways yeah. once i'm comfortable yeah once you're comfortable and i i yeah. saw that and, and there's nothing wrong with that it's um it's just a matter of getting to the to the point where you can be around those people. And if it's the same people all the time, it'll make it it easier. As long Um, as it helps, as long as nothing bad has happened to that introvert. That's true. If something bad has happened at a gathering or a party that will create just absolute like overthinking of everything and overthinking what people are thinking of that person and they will shut down even more and not want to go and it'll just get worse and worse. So, so to touch on your questions here at the end of your email and Natalie, has anyone ever been in a similar situation? I think lots of people have, (laughs) I believe Andrea has. Yep. Um, so she's speaking from, I've been on his side of the thing, not yours. Yeah. Yep. Um, and overcoming such differences, if you really want to overcome those differences, 
Um, the things we just suggested uh, I th- would be a great start and see how he reacts or responds to, um, like Andrea said, the smaller groups, one or two people at a time or a couple, um, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a whole evening. Go out for a quick coffee yeah. and, you know, go for a quick drink, stop yeah. on your way home from work, something. Um, but it's baby steps, right? Uh, are you an ungrateful brat for meeting someone no. great and looking for problems? I don't think that you're looking for problems. I think you see problems mm-hmm. or you see potential problems and you're just trying to circumvent the, the destruction of the relationship by discussing them. So, no, I don't believe you're an un- ungrateful brat. Uh, but have a little bit of patience with your partner because it's not easy for a person in that with that mindset uh, or those personality traits to to just jump out there and be part of no it's, part of a group or it's hard and he is probably thinking all these same things yes on his side of it if not even more which is why he gets so anxious if you have a fight and he thinks you're going to break up with him yeah um, I don't necessarily think it's because he can't be alone um, I think you know he probably loves you and is enjoying the relationship yeah exactly. Um, and it's something that, you know, everybody needs, introvert or not, and they all enjoy it. So you guys obviously have something, you get along and you have things in common, as long as you have those things. Um, you can do things as a couple and then you can have, and if he doesn't have outside stuff and he's fine with it, then you should be fine with it. That's right. It doesn't really matter as long as you get your needs fulfilled and he has his, and you can find common things to do together. Yep. And if you if you really feel that um, that maybe it's all your efforts are not working, not going anywhere, and mm-hmm. and you see it becoming a larger issue down the road, then it's just a conversation, and uh, I'm sure that he would be more than willing to to work with you to to make it a, a relationship that works for both of you. Yeah, I mean, the only way I can see this being horribly wrong is if you're a complete party animal and, yes. you know, want to be out drinking and partying every night of the week. And it doesn't sound like that's who you are. No. Um, and so I don't see you as one of those insane introverts that would just be unable to, to have a relationship with someone that introverted. Mm-hmm. So I, I think as long as you're both sort of in a reasonable situation and not crazy party animal, then yeah. I think you'll be fine if you just talk about it and figure out what'll work for you and be understanding of him mm-hmm. um, and make sure your friends are too, um, you know, stand up for him. If they kind of look at him like, why is he such an ass or something like that? Because he hasn't talked in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's not necessarily because he doesn't like your friends. And while you're working on your degree, um, focus on your spelling. The spelling in your email is horrible. <laughs> Apartment. This was one of the better ones. <laughs> no. Immediately with one. It's that all was spelled a, wrong. Peculiarities. That is a very long wrong. message. So. Natalie, Natalie. Apartment spelt wrong. <laughs> anyway. That's all we have to say about your issue, uh, Natalie. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back in a minute with our moments.
Okay. Now, last week, we started doing a little section or a segment at the end of the podcast called Our Moments. And uh, for those of you who didn't hear it, which based on the... (laughs) The amount of listens the last podcast had, I would say that's a lot of you. We listened. We listened, yeah. I don't care. I like doing it, and I'm going to listen anyway. Uh, Our Moments is a small card game that uh, Andrea picked up, actually, for Valentine's Day. And it's conversation starters for great relationships. So it's a deck of cards that has topics to discuss or talk about with your partner. It's very helpful for us introverts. Yes, we I actually, wish I had this in my purse for my entire life. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> since it out, okay. that's now right, I know what to talk and about. since we got this one for couples, we actually ordered in the one for families too. Yeah. And we at dinner time, we each take a card, and that gives us something to talk about around the table while we're while the four of us are having dinner. So we're going to each do now. Who wants to go first? Do you want me to read mine first? Did you go first last time? I don't remember. I can go first. Okay. So you read first. Okay. I don't know if I can answer this one. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Oh, the best compliment I've ever received. Um... I'm really bad at remembering good things. Uh, I I would honestly have to say that the best compliment I've ever received is that I'm a great dad. And and I've heard that a few times, so I tend to believe it's true. Yep, that's I just, say it's true. That's just that's a good compliment. Yep, that's yep. probably the best one I remember ever getting anyway. So. I don't even know how to answer that one, to be honest. Because I'm really good at remembering bad shit. Mm-hmm. I'm very bad at remembering nice things people say. I tell you, you have a great butt all the time. <laughs> That's probably one of the best comments <laughs> I've ever had. Then. Well, it's true. It's easy because it's true. <laughs> well, that's good. So I work on it once a month at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, that's all it requires because it's oh, no, it pretty fantastic. More than once a month. <laughs> <clears throat> that's it. That's you can't really think. I, you can't uh, think of anything I, else. I'm sure there's, I just, yeah, I, like the best compliment I've ever received, I, I don't know, like I said, I don't, I have the most terrible memory for things, and especially good things. You Mm. do something bad to me, I will remember Mm. it forever. Yeah. Say something bad to me, I will quote it back to you, (laughs) probably for the rest of your life. But I can't remember the good stuff. That's bad, isn't it? It is bad. You need to you need to do just the opposite. I know I do. You need to remember and praise the good stuff and yeah. shed the bad stuff like Yeah. No, I'm the complete opposite. Hmm. Interesting. I change that, I guess. All right. That's why I like I take screenshots of everything or I write everything down, down. somewhere cuz I don't remember it That's or I a good take idea. a picture of it. Yep. I've done that cuz I don't have a great memory either. I am old now. So, okay. My card says, what is something you've tried that you'll never, ever try again? And I don't want you to say the Crown (laughs) Royal Manhattan nightcap. It's got to be something else. (laughs) Something I've tried that I will never, ever try again. Anything to do with heights. The friggin' gondola at Palm Springs. 
as beautiful as it was up there, I will never do that again. I will never go up the elevator in the Eiffel Tower in Vegas again. I will never do anything that involves heights and glass floors and really nothing. I can't think of anything else that I've done that I wouldn't do. I love roller coasters. Mm. But I can't handle those like elevator high. Yeah, I I would not. As nice as that, as cool as that was going, I didn't see the change. Like if you go to Palm Springs Gondola from the, you go from desert to basically Jasper. Oh, okay. And you watch it and you go, and I couldn't watch any of it because I was petrified. Well. Once I got up there, it's fine. And going down was nighttime and it wasn't so bad, but I, I was petrified. I knew you were afraid of heights, but I didn't know that that would freak yeah. you out. I remember going on the gondola in Jasper when I was a kid, and it didn't bother me then, but something happened. I don't know what it was. After I turned 18 sometime, I just got scared of heights. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know what else I would, but those are things I would probably never do again. Other than certain foods, I can't think of anything that I've tried that I would never, ever try again. I'll never try salted salmon <laughs> puffs, whatever they were. Well, George thanks you for them because he likes yeah, them. Yeah, I think they're dog treats. Um, I kind of thought they were dog treats. But as far as an actual activity, something that I've tried that I would never try again. Uh, actually, I do have one. Um, and I hate to say it because as a Canadian um, and having the uh, having the resources around here that, that we do, it bothers me that I would never, ever try it again. Um, downhill skiing. Oh, I love skiing. And, and I haven't got that, to do it for, since I was a yep. teenager. And again, it goes I back to again. a poor, bad experience when I was in my teens and huge accident or, or wipeout, well, if you want to call it. probably do it, I guess. And uh, yeah, I, I went two days in a row. And on the second day, I had a, a horrible accident. And I just picked up all my crap after I found it. And uh, <laughs> walked down the hill, returned the skis, and never went back. So that's that's the one thing I would never try again. Now, having said that, if it was something that you really wanted to do, I could probably be convinced. And if nothing else, I would go stand at the bottom of the hill and cheer you on when you came <laughs> sliding in, in at the and then at, I hit you at, at the, the bottom. bottom. But because uh, I can't stop. But no, not something that I'm in a huge hurry to to go do again. I only got to ski, I don't know, probably a handful of times. Jasper, I think, I only went once. I'm quite sure the last time I went was 1993. Yeah, that would have been about... I'm quite sure that's the last time I... And that was in Jasper. That was the last time I ever skied. I went when I was I in high school, it. so 90, 91, or 92 would have I been the last time. I loved it, and I just never, ever got to really go back and do it now i don't know how i would do on the chairlift now. i was just gonna say if you're scared I was of heights fine then on the chairlift right um i don't know if i'd be okay now or not interesting yeah. so maybe i wouldn't ever be skiing again but all right but i loved the skiing part it was so much fun not i said joe i'm not the least bit interested <clears throat> all right so that was um a drink a problem and uh a moment or two, and now we're done. So you can find us, of course, on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Find us on the TikTok. 
Um, you can send us an email at tellyouforfree at gmail.com, and that's tell you for free, the number for free. Uh, we want to hear your questions, your comments, your concerns. Send us your problems. Send us your drink suggestions. Uh, all except for you, Erica. You know who you are. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, anything else quickly, Dad? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so. You haven't found a sign-off yet? I'm, I tried even Googling That's a the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I need uh, something advice-related. All right, folks. What does Fraser say? Fraser says, I'm listening. Oh, I am listening. Right. Am I a good listener? You've already listened. No, at the I end interrupt of- you too much. I'm not good. No, you don't. You interrupt me way too much. You don't no, listen at I all. No, I listen all the time. And uh, that's something that you say at the beginning of the podcast when we're getting ready to take a call or something. You say, I'm listening. listening. That's not how you would sign. You should yeah. say, I listened. <laughs> <laughs> so. I read. I re- yes, that's right. We read. And I answered it. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be back next Sunday. This was episode 14 of Sips and Tips. Thanks for listening and have a good week. This has been a three times twice podcast production.